Hey, you're listening to Don't Make Sense. I'm Dr. Vivian Rodriguez, an educational psychologist, blogger, educator, and coach who loves to talk about style, life, creating, and mental health. Okay, so I started this podcast to create a space to talk about style and substance, to talk about the complexities of being a woman who's authentic and thriving. All right, let's get into it. All right, this episode is going to be all about what to look for when you're getting a personal trainer. Okay, so I started with a trainer like in January of 2022, and it's been life changing. I feel fantastic, and it's I'm just so happy I made that decision. So the person who is partially responsible for getting my trainer is Daniel Bernal. He's our guest today. He is who referred me to the trainer I have now. And um, we're just going to get to have a fun little chat talking about his insights, you know, what to look for in a trainer and a bit about his story. And so it's a good one. Okay, let's go ahead and listen in. So you like Amazon, but you don't know what styles to get. Go ahead and check out my Amazon Live. I'm an A-list creator, which means I do a lot of lives and people like them. (laughs) So go ahead and head over to the show notes for this episode to go and join the live. And don't forget to follow me on Amazon. And then keep in mind, as an Amazon associate, I do earn from qualified purchases and all opinions are my own. And I'll see you guys around. Hey, I know you guys do not have a ton of time to just be scrolling through social media. You got better things to do, right? So that's why I revamped and relaunched my Fave Finds newsletter. And what I did is, it's kind of an in case you missed it. So I scour through the internet to find some styles for midsize and curves. And I also add just some different podcast episodes or books that I'm into lately, just some good stuff for your email inbox. So go ahead and head over to the show notes for this episode to sign up for my fave finds. And don't worry, I'm not going to spam your email inbox. It'll be some good stuff. All right, everyone. So we're back with another episode. I'm so excited. This is a really special episode uh, because we have a guest that I think is going to provide a lot of value for a lot of you out there. And um, we're going to be talking about getting a personal trainer. So we have Daniel Bernal. He is a personal trainer certified and also an entrepreneur. So we're just going to ask some questions. It's kind of like the FAQs that I get since I started with a trainer about uh, seven months ago. All right. Welcome, Daniel, to the podcast. Hello. Good <laughs> yes. to be here. <laughs> yeah, we're glad to have you. Out with whatever knowledge and value I can provide. Perfect. Yeah, we're glad to have you. Okay. So first off, um, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself and your story and how you became a trainer. Yeah, I mean, I've been training now for about 13, 14 years or so. Um Basically, since I was a young kid, I was always into sports. You know, my dad and mom always put me in all the the seasonal sport and basically got, you know, decently okay at football. Ended up playing that primarily through high school and got to play college football. And, uh, you know, it's great. And then once I got done with college football, I got into the real world and got a regular, you know, desk job and, you know, just trying to make ends meet and whatnot. And 
kind of lost the motivation to start working, stop, uh, you know, I actually stopped working out, I would probably say for about a year. Oh. And, uh, I think that was because I just lost motivation. I feel like playing sports my whole life, you know, that was my like motivation to work out. And once that was gone, I felt like, what was the point? Like, what's the point of working out? And uh, yeah, so from there, you know, I think I first started getting back into the gym just for fun, not really any direction. And then, I don't know, finally, I was just like, something clicked where I'm like, you know, I gained maybe like 15 pounds. I kind of had a like tight back from the desk and I just started working out and then slowly but surely kind of got into a groove again. Um, from there, some friends, they, they kind of wanted me to start training them. You know, we probably had like a group of four guys working out with us, you know, just some kids at the gym and, uh, they seemed to really enjoy my workouts. And then before I knew it, another, uh, these uh, girls I knew from high school, they wanted me to train them. They're like, hey, Daniel, like, can you like get us in the shape? We like gained our college 10 or whatever, college 15. <laughs> and I was like, sure. So, you know, I just trained them. Didn't really know exactly what I was doing in terms of training. I knew how to work out. And then from there, I was like, hey, this is actually kind of fun. I'm not bad at it. So, you know, let's check out this whole personal training gig. Yeah. So then you, from that point, started to pursue to get like certification or kind of what, what it was. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Pretty much. I looked into what it takes to be a personal trainer and uh, actually started talking to a manager at 24 hour fitness first. His name was Rashawn actually. And then he ended up being my first manager. That's where I got my first job. But I had talked to him, Rashawn, and he was telling me, yeah, you know, get your certification. Da, 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 da. And I felt like he, I was, I was like, I was probably like 23. I feel like he didn't really, you know, he kind of said it, but he's like, oh, he's this kid. Probably, he probably gets it a lot. Like, you know, I want to be a trainer. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he told me what, he basically pointed me in the right direction. I ended up getting a, my NASM certification, you know, just some, you know, one of the many certifications you can get to be a personal trainer. And uh, yeah, I came back a few months. I was like, hey, man, like, you know, I got my certification. He was like, oh, wow, nice. You know, he's a little surprised, but he's like, cool. And I was like, you know, I, Actually, at the time, I didn't even have a car. I was getting a, a ride to work with my friend, you know, uh, from there. So, you know, we're, 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 we're struggling a little bit, but, you know, we're getting by. And then I was like, hey, I'm, hey, Rashawn, I'm going to, like, save up for a car. Don't worry. I'm going to be here. Like, I'm trying to work here. And uh, slowly but surely got that money saved for the car, bought that. And then I was like, Rashawn, I'm back. And he's like, oh, what? You know, kids kind of kind of got a little fire. So. From there, I just got hired at 24 Hour Fitness. And um, yeah, Rashawn was basically, he ended up being a real good guy to me. I feel like he, he was a very good first manager, kind of taught me the ropes of how to deal with clients in terms of programming, um, okay. you know, that person, personable aspect of it, really getting to know the client, you know, letting them, letting them know that you're trying to understand what their goals are, where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. And, and also the administrative side, you know, you know. Um, from there, I, I ended up working at 24 Hour Fitness for about three years. Ended up being a uh, a fitness manager there, and by the time I got that fitness manager role, it was just like I had met a, a few of my clients were some entrepreneur type of guys, a packaging business, different types of businesses. But they ended up kind of being also a nice big influence on me, and they were the ones who kind of got me to start my own thing. Okay. And um, yeah, it ended up being a great decision because you know, running your own business and having your own thing. I mean, it's a lot more pressure, but it's a lot more fun. 
kind of gets you to care about everything a little bit more. So I ended up moving out uh, to Fitness 100, a private gym. And I was, and I've been there ever since. And probably about two years ago, I ended up uh, buying into the gym. So now I co-own the gym mm-hmm. and uh, personal train there. And it's, it's fantastic. That's where I met Vivian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so for the listeners, uh, so Daniel is my husband's trainer. So he's been training him for years. And so, you know, yeah. So uh, you referred me to my trainer that I started in January because I was like, okay, I think what I'm doing is not enough. I just need like a little bit more structure. Um, and so you referring me to my trainer, you kind of like, I guess knew, or I don't know if it was luck or whatever, but she's been a great match for me. I feel like it's been life changing. It's just awesome, Amanda. Nice. So what would, you know, what should someone who is a novice at the gym be looking for when considering getting a trainer? Cause I know that you also, hire trainers you guys get trainers to be part of the the gym there you know so kind of like what should people be looking for and what do you look for you know it could be tricky I mean first thing first is usually it's like oh you know you want your trainer to be in good shape which isn't necessarily always true um Mm. especially depending on what you're doing you know like say if it's a sports coach (laughs) you know he may be a retired coach he don't really work out but his knowledge is vast you know, so same thing with the with the personal trainer. If you're just trying to get healthy, lose weight, whatever, it doesn't necessarily have to mean like the trainer reflects your goals, but it does help. Mm-hmm. You know that they probably take good care of themselves, things like that. That's all. That's all surface level stuff. And then from there, I don't know. It's, I feel like it's the same thing you would meet if you were trying to just do any business with somebody. It's you know, is this person care about what like your goals and and is it going to be a mutual beneficial relationship you know mm-hmm. are, are are they there for you are they there you know are they just trying to make some money so i feel like you really like it's going to come to you when you meet them in face to face so i would probably say don't be afraid to you know maybe go have some consultations with maybe three trainers you know okay and then from there you, you can kind of pick and choose what you know fits your style of personality, because you're going to be spending a lot of time with this person. So, um, well, hopefully, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, yeah, so I would probably say that. And then also the gym atmosphere. Generally, I feel, uh, the gym kind of takes, or the trainers take on like the gym's atmosphere. So a lot, if one trainer is going to be very similar to another trainer in, in, in the same gym, especially in private gyms, which is a little bit more intimate, so I feel like at Fitness 100, we're all we're all great trainers and we all kind of like rub off on each other. And we're all, you know, I would say we're all different personality wise, but at the same time, we kind of have that same vibe. So, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of shop around gyms, trainers, things like that. When it came to Amanda, I feel like, yeah, I, I, I didn't know you. I knew Josh and I was like, you know, Amanda's pretty, pretty cool girl. So I felt like, oh, you know, Vivian seems nice. Josh is, you know, super cool. Obviously, me and him have been friends for a while now. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so I'm glad that worked out. <laughs> yeah, and I, I really like the point you made about that it doesn't the the trainer doesn't have to like embody your goals or reflect your goals because some people will focus on that surface level and be like, oh, well, what do they look like or what are they doing? Where mm-hmm. you, like you said, the knowledge is really important, especially mm-hmm. I feel like um, you know 
uh, Amanda's always kind of also making sure I'm being safe, mm-hmm. not doing crazy stuff, you know, like trying to, you know what I mean? Like get injured or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so she had mentioned too, like just making sure that, that they're not trying to just make money or quick fix and that they really want you to have like long-term um, progress. So yeah, that's, that's another good point that like, yeah, just the way they look isn't going to be necessarily, it doesn't mean that they're going to be better or worse, you know, mm-hmm. just need to kind of get to know them. I was reading about like what makes an exceptional trainer and they were also saying, the article was saying like making sure you're a good listener and being patient um, and understanding what your client needs. Like, I mean, do you agree with that? Like, cause you said like spending a lot of time with these people that these clients that you have to be a good listener and, and patient kind of balance, right? Well, like, def- definitely. Yeah. I, I feel like patience is, <laughs> is super key. <laughs> patience is key for sure. And, um, I would think of myself as a patient person and, uh, you know, I feel like the job teaches you to become more patient. So mm-hmm. for sure, patience is key, obviously, because not everyone is going to learn at the same pace. Not everyone is going to, you know, take to the workouts at the same pace. So I feel like patience, you know, being patient with the person and the understanding, be patient with whatever, you know, problems, you know, may come from that relationship or their goals or whatever. And also, uh, yeah, being a good listener for sure. As a trainer, um, the sessions, they do feel like, you know, like we're working out, we have a great goal, but especially one-on-one sessions, I feel like, you know, there's a lot of conversation that goes into the session as well. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, you can get caught up in maybe something that you're doing or, you know, something, you know, a little self-centered or whatever about your goal. And it's like, oh man, this isn't like your time. Like you got to listen to this person that like you're here to help them right now. So, so let's listen to what they have to say since they're their story today, you know, like, and, mm-hmm. and I, you know, as a trainer too, you, especially if you're working long hours, uh, but it, it kind of goes for any job. I would think like you're, you're there and it's like, oh man, like I, I'm over here, like trying to help like eight people, nine people a day, listen to their story, like where it's mm-hmm. time, <laughs> you know, it's kind of listen to me, <laughs> but, uh, you know, there's, there's time and a place for that. So for sure being being a good listener and just trying to improve mm-hmm. on that and just remember like why you're there with that client at that time being real present. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Cause the culture of the gym is like really mellow, but, and there's some conversation going on, but then it's like, okay, let's get back to it. Um, mm. I, I don't talk as much cause I'm like, Whoa, whatever <laughs> we're doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, that's true. You shouldn't be talking too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or I'll be like, why isn't anyone else like panting? Everyone else are here like, around me right now. It's like a spa day, and I'm the only one going, oh, you know. So yeah, I'm not chatting as much, <laughs> but I could see you know people doing that, and you're just like, okay, this is a, I guess, a more talkative day than other you know days. Yeah, and also like you know, not listen to their just their days, but you know, also like you know, like listen to them, like oh, are they are they tired? Do they need more rest? Like listen. Yeah. You know, are, are they enjoying the workout? Because some people won't necessarily tell you straight up, mm-hmm. like, what's good and what's bad, you know. So you got to kind of listen for those cues as well. Yeah, yeah. So uh, now everybody's body is different. But, like, if people follow a plan that you craft, how soon could they see results? I mean, I know everybody varies, but I know that's a question that people would want to know, like, over time, you know, what has been, like, your average if someone's pretty consistent. Yeah, I mean, the golden rule that I kind of go off is no no matter where you are in, in your you know life, I would say that 
with a pretty like well-designed plan, you should start to feel different probably about three weeks after doing some type of, uh, you know, workout. Like that. I would say you can feel different in about three weeks. And then about after a month, you should start to see, you know, a month, month and a half, you should start to see small difference. Someone, someone will notice something small, something like that. And, mm-hmm. you know, I do train older and younger people. So obviously that the rate of change is going to be different, but I would probably say around a month, you should at least feel different. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. And that's not too bad. I feel like, I don't know, some people want results in a week and like, what is your problem? That's not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like they all want, they want that. Like what, what is it going to take to get me there now? And I'm like, Uh Hey, like, you know, if that was possible, wouldn't everyone be in shape? I mean, (laughs) right. Exactly. Yeah. So um, I think that's not, you know, I thought you would say longer, but that seems about right. You know, I know people have asked Hmm. me like, how long did you feel like really sore, you know? Um, mm-hmm. so I think like the first, about the first month that I was going just once a week, I was like, whoa, after, yeah, you know, then it went away, but it was kind of, I mean, I don't know. I think Josh thought it was funny because I was always like, Oh my God, you know, but, um, but I was yeah. sleeping better. You know, you start to see like, I think some, uh, like quality of life differences within those three weeks. Like, yeah, you sleep better, have more energy, you know, and, and um, yeah, I just, I could tell like it was making a difference, but yeah, that first month was a little, little rough ride for a minute, but not, not too bad. I just had to know I wasn't going to go like run a marathon right after, you know, do exactly. Like yeah. Like, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, I'm not talking about your full body transformation. Just, you know, like when can you start to see, cause once you do get that first motivation, like that first little change, it, that's what kind mm-hmm. of sparks the next step of motivation, I feel. So just try to get through that first month, people, and you know, maybe right. kind of experience the longer, the longer effects of, you know, fitness. Yeah. So, okay. Now, you, you mentioned this. You've trained a wide range of people, young and old, and varying fitness levels. Like I've seen when I'm at the gym with Amanda, like you, you know, have not just like the same like type of client. So what has surprised you as a trainer, like, you know, that you're like, oh, when you first started, maybe thought this will be the way this will go. And then you, as you got to know clients that you're like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like something that was just not something expected in terms of your just experience of training the range of people. Yeah, um, for sure. So definitely, I mean, I train, like I was saying earlier, kids as young as 10, you know, generally training for sports and I've trained the oldest person I've trained, I think is like well, 83 year old gentleman named oh. Domingo. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, he's just obviously trying to be as healthy as possible for as long as possible. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, you know, on a, I would say I, I get surprised all the time by, you know, how much improvement can come from, you know, older people like so late in their life, like just never worked out, start at 70 and then just be like, wow, this person, you know, they went from being super stiff or like couldn't really move around, not too mobile to like, wow, it's like fully functional mm-hmm. person, you know, and that, that's a big deal. And I would probably say like, that's another thing that probably surprised me was, you know, growing up uh, in sports and stuff, you know, I felt like I'll train an athletes, you know, I want to train athletes and like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, I like, you know, to see them excel in their sport because it was just so relatable for me. But once I started training some older people, probably around, I would say, like, you know, 
60 and above kind of like hearing their stories about their like wins, like, Oh, you know, I went up the stairs today and I didn't even think yeah. about it. And I'm like, wow, that's awesome. <laughs> like I never really see myself getting hyped about someone going upstairs without thinking, but like, you know, when you see that before and after of like their attitude about it and everything, I felt like that was pretty surprising just to me, like how hyped I was over these people, like using fitness to like get better at real life. So that yeah. Was kind of cool. yeah. Yeah. Like their quality of life has improved and you were, a big part of that yeah so me being a part of it and just like yeah i don't know like kind of how we take those things for granted yeah as people we're just moving through our day and it's like man one day if we're not careful we're not gonna be able to do that or we're not gonna be able to like go up that step or we're not gonna be able to like go kayaking or whatever it is mm -hmm. um yeah. yeah i mean you get surprised every day i feel like just seeing people's motivations I feel like uh, just the fact that whatever somebody's goal is or what their motivation is, it it can be like, you know, I'm getting ready for my marriage or like I'm getting ready to mm -hmm. play baseball or I'm getting ready for my trip to Cabo or whatever it is. Um, I feel like <laughs> the same, like the the magnitude of motivation can be just as high from, you know, being something as trivial as like a you know, I'm going to Coachella in a couple of weeks or, you know, I'm getting married or, or, you know, I need to do this so I can live longer. Like the motivation, mm -hmm. the motivation could be a 10 out of 10 for any of those. So that was kind of surprising to me seeing these people work so hard for like all these different reasons. Right. Right. And then after it comes, you're like, okay, now what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> now you got to keep it up. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's like you got to be part of your life. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then, okay, so finally, as we kind of wrap up, if there's one thing that you would tell somebody who is really hesitant about getting a trainer, uh, what would that be? I mean, yeah, uh, you know, it could, it, it is, it could be like a nerve-wracking experience. You're going, a, you're asking for help, which is already kind of hard, you know, mm -hmm. to, to to do it for anything. You know, to admit you need like some assistance, but you know, it's, it's not a bad thing. And, and, and you seeking it is, is empowering, you know, and, 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 and uh, yeah, I say that that would be the first step is just kind of getting over that fact. And then from there, just try it out. I, I don't know. It's like, I feel like people are generally pretty nervous when I meet them. And I always mm -hmm. ask them, that. I'm like, Hey, are you nervous? And they're like, Oh, I'm definitely nervous. I was scared to come today. And they're nervous, <laughs> you know, it's partly because, you know, if you haven't worked out, you're like, how's this going to feel? Like, you know, is it going to be mm -hmm. painful? Which, you know, it, it, it could be a little painful at times, but you getting a trainer is going to make the process so much easier and so much more efficient. I feel like it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's going to help you get to where you want to be in terms of your fitness and health so much smoother and it's about finding the right one too like we talked about the steps of you know trying to find the right trainer and just going through the process and you know just just i would probably even go don't go with the expect you know i wouldn't say go in there thinking that you're going in there for the rest of your life you know training mm -hmm. you know could last years i've had clients last years but what i try to tell people is like just get through the first month like don't think about like 
you know, training does have, you know, working, working out does have to be, you know, part of your life, but don't think about next month, how I'm going to be having to work out for years. Just think about, let's get through this first day. And then let's think about, let's get through this first week of workout. Mm -hmm. And from there, let's get through this first month. And once you've been through the first month, it's going to feel so much better. So I would say, Mm -hmm. just think about it one step at a time and don't try to like see the whole mountain of fitness in front of you. Like, let's just start the journey and seeking a trainer is going to make that process easier. And, you know, finding the right trainer could potentially be life changing. Yeah. That's the perfect like button to end our episode. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Where can everybody find you? Yeah. So if you were looking to find me, I'm on Instagram at daniel.j.bernal. And if you wanted to find me on the internet and on my website, you can find me at dbernaltraining.com. And from there, yeah, go ahead and contact me. (laughs) Yeah. And on your site, you have like different training session packages and, um, you know, your kind of your background and all that too. So, um, and I, understand during the pandemic you did some online training as well yes yes so now you can find my in-person training and all those Mm -hmm. packages of training on my website and i do do online training now which i'm going to be launching an app very soon here in the near future where i'll be doing all my online training now so if you're interested in getting some fitness guidance and not able to make it in person or don't live near me you can go ahead and contact me for that in the near future all right. So I'm going to put all of this, all this good stuff in the show notes for everybody um, so they can go and uh, check it out. Well, thank you so much for being on the Don't Mix In podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. Appreciate yes. it. All right. So there you have it. Now you are ready to go ahead and check out getting a trainer. I think like what he said, just do some consults, see who's a good match. And I, I don't think it's a decision you'll regret. Like what you're hearing? Go ahead and subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. You can also share the podcast on Instagram and tag me at livebyviv. As far as my music, it's The Croft by Joachim Karud. And everything we talked about in this episode can be found in the show notes on livebyviv.com. Okay, and remember, don't mix in because you don't need to.